Welcome back to the Mama Minds Podcast. This is episode seven. With us today, we have Anthony Florentino. Anthony is a current professional hockey player, played at Providence College, and is a national champion. He is also the co-host of the Monkey Minds Podcast with Danny, who was on the episode prior. Hope you guys like it. too bad not too bad uh, i appreciate you kind of coming on man because honestly you and danny were huge helps from my end so getting you two on were kind of it's kind of like only right so i really appreciate that especially because you're in the middle of a season right now right yeah yeah i'm uh i'm playing the sphl right now um the birmingham bulls so um no i'm glad i glad i can come on um you know Anything to help, you know, increase the, uh, you know, publication of, yeah, uh, you know, mental health and whatnot. So uh, yeah. glad it can help. Yeah. So I guess I'll kind of like turn it over to you because kind of go into like who you are and uh, how you got where you're at right now and into hockey and stuff like that. And then we'll kind of kind of roll, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Anthony Florentino. Um, I went to South Kent School in Connecticut for three years. Uh, I got drafted by Buffalo Sabres in 2013. From there, I went to Providence, where I played four years. Uh, won the national championship my sophomore year. Uh, following that, I uh, I signed contract at Rochester Americans my first two years pro. Played a couple games with them. Played with uh, Cincinnati, the Cyclones. Uh, last year, uh, I played in Worcester for a little bit. That's kind of where the mental health kind of became detrimental to, you know, my everyday lifestyle. And then um, it took some time out. I left at Christmas and went back to South Kent to coach, actually, and wasn't sure if I was going to play or not. Ended up signing with Kansas City in the coast and played a few games for them and got released. And now I'm in Birmingham in the SPHL. And, uh, yeah, it's been quite the ride. Damn, I didn't know you won a natty. That's, that's sick. Yeah, 2015 um, BBU yeah, wow, in Boston, sick. which is cool because I'm – I'm from Boston. I had a bunch of family there, so it was uh, <laughs> pretty special to me. Because growing up, like guys are like, "Oh, I want to play in the NHL," and obviously, I had that that goal. But realistically, uh, you think to the movie Miracle or Jack Gans, like I want to win a national championship. And um, for me, that was you know playing in the NHL was cool. Like I in the driveway thinking I'm whoever but at the end of the day like my overall goal like all I want to do is win a national championship and um you know even thinking about it talking about it now is still pretty surreal because 
you know, childhood dream comes true. It's like, it's pretty mind blowing when it actually happens. So um, it was definitely, it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me in my career as a hockey player. So. Yeah, I'm sure that was crazy. I'm sure that was absolutely nuts. So when yeah, it was a good time. To, <laughs> to, I can't even imagine having that feeling. But like, so when did you start kind of noticing and you had anxiety? Was it like, did you know what it was? Because from my end, I had no idea until I started learning more about it. Um, so we had, a, we had a guest on Monkey Mind come on. You know, he mentioned how, you know, when he was younger, he'd be panicking about like making sure he had everything in his bag and everything like that. And it, it got me thinking to the point where when I was younger, I was always so worried about getting to the rink on time, making sure that like we left at a certain time to make sure we weren't late or whatnot. And um, obviously it kind of ties into anxiety, but I'd probably say the anxiety I have um I, I struggle with panic attacks pretty frequently um good for one or two a day actually which is um pretty tough but I didn't re really realize how serious it was until college my junior year of college um I was dealing with personal stuff and it led me to not knowing what it was and I was playing a summer game in a uh, pro league in Foxborough, Mass, and the game was over, and I felt like short of breath and like whatnot. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And I I thought I was having a heart attack, and um, I actually ended up going to the hospital, and I got IV, and they're like, yeah, it's probably just you know anxiety, panic attack, and whatnot. And that's kind of when I like started to pay more attention to it, and. I'd probably like my junior year of college is probably the hardest year of my life I've had so far. Um, but I, thinking back after uh, the guest on Monkey Mind mentioned that it, it definitely stemmed from a lot of things when I was younger, but obviously I didn't realize what it was or what was actually happening until my junior year. Um, and that's where the panic attacks started coming. Like, obviously, a hockey player's anxious about a game or whatnot, things like that. But overall, when it comes to the panic attack, like, could be 15 seconds, could be two hours, like, really up in the air. But, um, yeah, my junior year was uh, probably the stepping stone of me recognizing it and kind of accepting it. I remember that exact episode that you're talking about um, because that actually sat really deep with me too because growing up, I played uh, basketball and baseball. So I would always be the same way. Like I had to be at the field a certain time before. And if I wasn't, I was sitting in the car like shaking and like tweaking out. So that's when I was like, okay, like I definitely had it as a kid, you know? So that yeah, for sure. And that's like, my dad be like, oh, yeah, we got time. We got time. Like, well, it takes 30 minutes to get there, and I got to be there in 40. Like, it, it's it's not adding up to me because at a young age, obviously, you can't drive yourself to squirt, bantam, whatever level it is. Mm -hmm. And um, 
that was one thing that I vividly remember on, you know, stressing me out and actually, you know, basically taking control of my mind because I was basically in a full-on panic. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure, like, you're the same way. Like, I'd rather be somewhere an hour early than five minutes late. Like, I hated being late to absolutely anything. I, I mean, if we're told to be there by a certain time, like, even being there five minutes before the time we're supposed to be there kind of stressed me out. Like, now – like we have to be at the rink at 8.45. I'm usually there by 8.20. Like I just knowing that there's that sense of comfort that you're there, you can kind of do like even if I'm not doing anything, just being there before the time that you're supposed to be, uh, it helps me out a lot. Yeah. So did you notice like when you kind of transitioned from college to pro? Did you notice there was like a big elevate in kind of like a mental stake from that? Because I feel I hear like pros is like a whole nother level. Um, yeah. So the thing with pro compared to like when we were in college, you know, you wake up at five thirty, you go for a lift at six, then you go to class all day, and then you have practice, and then then you have study hall. And then you have dinner and you're basically burnt out by the end of the day. So you fall asleep. And then when I got to pro, um, all you have is free time. And um, something my mom has always said is idle hands are the hands of the devil or an idle mind is a devil's playground. And for me, that that's the biggest thing I struggle with is if I don't have structure, I, I, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. And the thing with pro is my first couple of years, you know, I never really had, you know, money of my own growing up. So when I got to pro, I had money, I had free time. And you mix those, mix those things into, you know, any hockey player, like they're going to have a good time. And um, I think my biggest adjustment was recognizing, like everyone says, oh, be a pro, be a pro. It's not as simple as people think. And um, the transition for me was actually pretty tough because I had been, especially in my coaching college, it's, I was so used to, you know, not being tied down, but like being set in a place of structure, routine, like things like that. So when I got to pro, I was like, I'm, I'm back from the rink at 12 o'clock. I got the rest of the day and I'll be the first one to admit when I, like my first, I think my rookie year, um, I'd never had a game system point uh, growing up. So I bought an Xbox and I was just crushing video games like nine, 10 hours, like just being an idiot. And, um, you know, it, it does, you know, not having structure really does become an issue because, um, you know, you, you start to 
fall into habits and, you know, resorting to things that like aren't beneficial for you as a pro athlete. And um, I would definitely say that time management is probably the biggest thing when it comes to pro because like if I had a hobby, it would have been way better. Um, would have helped me drastically, but I didn't. And, you know, thankfully I found that sooner than later. Yeah, it took me a little while, but eventually I found it. And it just helped me personally, so. Yeah, I know when Danny was on, the one thing he always, like he was kind of talking to was like, you're, they just college treats student athletes like robots kind of thing. Like you're always like, you're here, then you go here and then you go there. And he was like, you just burn out and once you're done, you're like, I don't know what to do with myself. So, yeah, I honestly, like with my tendencies and my mindset, I didn't like when I was at college, I was like, oh, this is this sucks. But I look back now and I wish pro was like that because obviously I success in college like having the structure and whatnot but in pro like i don't want to say lab rat but like you're kind of just left on your own like they the only like use they have for you is those three hours at the rink where college you have to perform in athletics in school be a good person around campus things like that and Obviously, you know, being a good person is just kind of natural to anyone. But, you know, I'll be the first one to say I hated school, but I found I found love and respect for it because I saw that if you're a guy like I'm not the smartest one, but, you know, if you work hard at something and, you know, you put your time into it, people respect that more, which is where like the whole mindset behind work ethic comes from me is just, you don't have to be the best at something, but if you're the hardest worker, you're going to get more credit, more recognition, all those things. So um, I kind of came with the school and um, at Providence, you, need a certain GPA to get out of study hall and I was in I I was in study hall all four years so um it's not because you know I didn't care or anything like that it's just I did my best I gave my all and kind of led me to it but there were definitely times where you know I just kind of sat down on the couch and I was like what am I doing because it's like same thing every day like especially when the season's over, it's like, all right, you have a 6 a.m. turf workout and then you have a 2 p.m., you know, lift. And then you go to study hall and then you possibly have a night class or you go to dinner and by that time you're completely burnt out. So there's different things that come with it, but being a robot, yeah, but I don't think it's, like when you say, like when people say, oh yeah, I feel like a robot, like, there's things that kind of come and go with it in negative or positive. Um, I think with college, 
it's a fair statement, but um, if you can manage it, I think you'll be better off than having the negative mindset of what other people have. Like, yeah, clear. Like, if you look at it and put in a definition, you're one hundred percent a robot because you do the same shit every single day. But if you can manage it to the point where you have the mindset of it's beneficial for you, you won't think of it like that. And, you know, I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I'm guilty of saying, yeah, I feel like a robot some days. But overall, like, it's all about mindset. I mean, basically everything in life is. Like, it's all about your approach to it. Yeah, like 100%. It's kind of just how you look at it. And I'm sort of balancing, like, all that workload as, like, a full-time hockey player and then school, too, on top of that, that that could wear on anyone. So it takes a strong one to do that. So <laughs> Absolutely. Got, uh, you got the respect for me, man. But, like, do you have any advice, like, something that you kind of um, turn to once your stuff kind of gets bad or you start kind of feeling a certain way? Is there anything you kind of go to? Uh, I mean, really, like, I'm pretty honest, guys, so it, it does, like, depend on what you're going through, whether it's depression, anxiety, or just, you know, possibly anger management. Um, there's, uh, I read a book, it's called Mind Gym, um, and there's actually some like practice pages where they give you exercises to do and um my junior year is kind of a a gong show and i i knew going into my senior year i didn't want to be the person i was my junior year and i read this i read the book and basically gave you alternatives uh, or different alternatives on how to think about each situation it gave you a situation and it gave you different examples on how to think so when I was reading it I would write down a situation that I was dealing with and then what the example could be in like right on the side and one of the examples was um mid-practice I get taken off power play because I wasn't executing and you put someone else on and as the example of a thought I should have was maybe he's trying to light a fire under my ass or maybe he thinks this is what's best for the team and yeah it sucks like everybody wants to be a power play guy everybody wants to be like a special teams guy but having the mindset of team first has always been incorporated in any athlete, but to actually apply it to yourself makes a huge difference. And that was one of the things. And when things are getting tough for me at school, I kind of always just thought about my teammates, like my brothers. And I, 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 I've said it like, I thought of myself as a weekend captain, which is like a bad way to put it, but like, you know, the guys are going out. I want everyone together. I want everyone to be, where's this? Like, I didn't, I didn't want clicks. I didn't want seniors hanging out with seniors, freshmen, freshmen, like whatever. And 
I thought about that and it kind of trickled into my mindset of being a senior and going to the rink knowing I'm scratched. Am I going to be a good person if I'm going in there? Mother, can I swear? Like, are we yeah, really go for it. yeah, go for it. Yeah, like, I'm not a good teammate if I'm going to the rink motherfucking people because at the end of the day, your teammates are the ones that, you know, are scratching you. So therefore they shouldn't face the repercussions of your anger from being scratched. And my junior year, I, I didn't do a good job and I wasn't a very good teammate. And um, I think my senior year I did a lot better with it. Um, and it, it did change a lot of relationships and in a beneficial way, but where I'm at now, um, you know, I wouldn't say it's a depression thing. Like everyone kind of has good days and bad days. Um, I will like my anxiety, you know, 26 years old and playing the SPHL, um, my anxiety is pretty reoccurring and, uh, there's different ways that you can do it. It's kind of trial and error. Like I know some people journal, I know some people, meditate and breathing exercise things like that and uh, I've always kind of been uh, an odd fellow um, I do Legos um, those are my uh, shit as I, a kid dude like I still have them they're still in my, in my yeah <laughs> I got a uh, 1500 piece set that I'm about to start um, right now but I do that, just anything that kind of distracts, like anything task-oriented um, is what helps me. I also, uh, I, uh, cold showers, I'll, I'll turn the water on just so there's enough pressure and ice cold and I'll literally just jump in for like 15 seconds. Um, I, I like journaling. I don't do it as much as I should, but um, overall, I think the number one thing is you can do is uh, talk to somebody or tell somebody that there's something, you know, not right or going on and get, not necessarily get their opinion, but, you know, just express it because you never know if just talking to somebody will, you know, give you that feeling of, um, you know, comfort where you're like, wow, that felt really good to talk about it and get it off my chest and things like yeah. that. Um, when it comes to meditation, journaling, Lego, like it's different for everybody, but at the end of the day, trial and error you're not going to know until you try it and um that's kind of based on you and your personality but overall talking to someone or just mentioning it saying hey i think i am a little depressed or am hey, pretty anxious right now like i don't know what to do like especially if you're in a panic attack you're like all right if somebody's in a panic attack the first thing i say is get in a cold shower but 
that's just based on me. I know everyone's different. I know Danny's different. So it, it kind of depends on the person. But if there's one thing that's universal across anyone struggling with mental health is talk to somebody because you're not weak. You're, you're nothing but strong for actually saying something. Yeah, getting out there is definitely the hardest part. I think once you do that, it kind of opens a million doors for you. So that was at least yeah. my case, and I'm sure you and Danny and everyone would agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, man, like, I appreciate you really kind of taking the time to come out and talk about all this stuff because you can definitely hear the growth that you've kind of gone through through, like, you speaking about it. And, um, yeah, man, I wish you the best with, like, everything this season. And if you're ever in Indianapolis or Chicago playing, let me know. I'd love to come. Yeah. Check you out. I, uh, I appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, what you're doing is so beneficial to so many people, whether you know it or not. And, uh, you know, wish nothing but the best for you get, for you and, you know, what you got going. Um, I think – you know what you're doing is is special because there's not a lot of people that are willing to talk about it so i think it's great but i appreciate you having me on i appreciate that man um, yeah definitely plug the podcast and uh the stuff that you're doing over so you can give yourself a shout out and i'll be sure to tag you on instagram and all that but for the audio version you could go ahead and plug monkey minds and all that yeah, it's uh, Monkey Mind Athletes on Insta. Um, I don't have social media, so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, check it out. And uh, maybe in the future we can link up and do something together and yeah. help more people. So I appreciate it, buddy. Yep. Thanks, dog. Right. See ya. Thanks. Have a good one.